0: They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
2: Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
3: The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
4: From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Navsock for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. That is right. We're back. A little delay. Comic-Con moving. All those kind of things put me off a little bit of my schedule, but we're back and we're back in a fun way today. Star Wars Ranked is going to be interesting and with me for this journey. I couldn't think of anyone else uh, to take me on a little bit of a strange journey. <laughs> to the world of Star Wars than my Force Center co-host, co-founder Joseph Scrimshaw. Oh, I am excited to do
2: some strange ranking.
4: Absolutely, the concept is simple. Me and a guest going to rank some ideas about Star Wars 5 each. That's 10 for you, and we have a lot of fun. That's 10 for the price of none right here. Um, and it's, uh, it's a fun one. This one uh, I, I have to explain it a little bit. This is the, the top Star Wars stories that we need to hear. Joseph. Yeah. That means they could be in any medium comics, books, animated series, TV series, movies, standalone movies, saga films, whatever you want, <laughs> projected into our minds directly. Absolutely. Google Glassed in. And I wanted to keep it open because I didn't want to limit your imagination or oh, mine. It uh, could be anything. Now, this was inspired. Now, on Force Center over the years. We've been asked questions like, what kind of standalone movie would you want? And I thought we, we together, along with Jennifer and either, some of our other guests, have come up with some good ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is not that. No, no. Um, <laughs> this is different. This was specifically inspired by this book that's coming out called Chewy and the Porks.
2: Yeah. Pork Mania Swept the Nation. A, a little bit of pork backlash and pork mania only got stronger.
4: Porklash, lash, pork mania grows. <laughs> I love the characters. I haven't jumped on completely. I don't own a porg plush yet, which I don't think are official. Not <laughs> Lucasfilm of officials. One of them bootleg porgs. Bootleg porg plush porgs. Um but so um but I, I think they're great characters. And I I'm intrigued by this story because it's a children's book for sure. Just. Yeah. The cover is comical. A little chewy. They're like dancing around. And they're following him. Yeah. Um but and thinking about this, it's it's an official Star Wars book. It's Lucasfilm. It's quote-unquote canon now. that <laughs> I don't think that's going to be so into play. But it's got to be, in order for this to work, they didn't write this book after the behind-the-scenes video when everyone went poor crazy. Yeah. They had this already planned.
2: They knew what they had.
4: So there's something in this movie that's going to happen that inspires or leads to this book, if you follow me. Oh, yeah. And there's that behind-the-scenes clip of it looks like Chewy with a feather in his mouth. You think he eats a pork? Um, uh, some people are saying that. I don't think Chewie eats a pork. I'm all about that feather shot. But I'll tell you what, if Ryan Johnson kills a pork and Chewie eats him, <laughs> and then they have this children's book where
2: little porgs are looking at him... It's hats off to Ryan Johnson if that's the way they, if they that to get away with it. Hat is Chewy marching those porgs to slaughter? Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> some pork tenders. <laughs> There's no way that's going to happen, but it's so delightful to think about.
4: But what it got me thinking again specifically is here's a silly little children's book with a funny little cover and these little cute creatures that yeah. people are loving, but it's a real story and it belongs within Star Wars. Yeah. So these top. Star Wars stories I want to hear are, are, can be serious, it can be all the stuff, but but in that spirit, Joseph, we okay. came up with some ideas that might be a little quirky, might be a little funny, but they still have a place in the Star Wars galaxy. I all love right? it. I love it. All right. With that, we are going to rank Star Wars and start with your number five.
2: My number five is somewhat of a legitimate story, but told in a delightful, chewy in the porgs, fanciful way. Yes. It is a book called grandfather's scar (laughs) and this is i think a young reader's book Mm -hmm. where kylo ren has found a holocron that explains the missing canon of exactly how anakin got his scar and went through the jedi trials Oh, that's good. And this is something I've been obsessed with because yeah. it is, of course, covered in the original Clone Wars right. animated series, uh, uh, Gennady Dartof- Tartakovsky's yeah. uh, great little series, uh, but it's not canon. Right. So this is one of those weird, super important bits of canon of what did Anakin go through as his Jedi trial? Yeah. Who actually gave him that scar? Right. Are you going to stick with the canon that was in that? Yeah. And it now is the perfect time to tell it because Absolutely. Kylo has his amazing magic. Moving scar, <laughs> he got his first scar, and we as fans know exactly who gave it to him, exactly what it means. So, in his journey to be more like his grandfather, it would be mm-hmm. great if you found basically a holocron that could be a little storybook that told the story of who done cut Anakin, what did it mean to him? I mean, I kind of want to find you a lit agent that can pitch <laughs> the
4: story because this would totally. This is exactly you struck. You struck the perfect tone here because. What a wonderful way to get something out that doesn't have that big of a implication. It's just no. a scar on Anakin, but it means a lot. It means uh, it meant something in the series, and you're absolutely right. It's one of the best parts of that old Clone War series yeah. is that um, in his Jedi trials. So it would, and it makes sense. And then you can tell it with a little bit of innocent wonder.
2: Yeah, a little bit of innocent wonder of like, yeah, w- w- did did uh, did grandfather have the darkness in him even then? Right. Was the scar a way that he accepted the? The violence of the Sith, and you could teach a little lesson, yeah. If if it's a the scar affected Anakin neg- negatively,
4: or it's like it's just a just a part of your face's story,
2: yeah, it's just part of your <laughs> face's story. <laughs> crude matter, crude scarred matter. Are we? Not are, not yeah. are we luminous beings? Yeah. And Kylo, of course, would not learn that lesson, but we, the audience, would in yeah. the great book, Grandfather Scar.
4: Love it, Grandfather Scar. Grandfather Scar, indeed. I love it. All right, my number five is called Good Morning Corson. <laughs> That's right, it's a news show. News radio, any of your favorite sitcoms, WKRP in Cincinnati, uh, this is what we're cooking up here. And I think it could be um, best told in, like, an online series. Mm. So, with Forces of Destiny. Oh, yeah. Now, this was inspired, I'm, I'm, I'm at the time of this recording, about halfway through Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad. And they name in there, Christy Golden's book, names a holo-journalist, Alton Castle. Oh, and it's one of the first times I remember and definitely have noticed and there could be others. And you could certainly out there let me know. But it's the first time where I was like, oh, there's like a there's like a news personality. And I had been, had this conversation a few times with people off offline of like, are there what's the forms of entertainment? What do they watch? All those kind of things we've talked about before. So I want to see. Good morning, Coruscant. Which is a morning news show, like a Steve Edwards and Dorothy Lucy Jillian Barbie Fox LA thing. If you're local, uh, though, they the girls have since left. Edwards is 100 and still going. But um, <laughs> and told so they're telling some of the big events of the galaxy, but it's how other people saw it. Oh, nice. And it's and it's 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 not. It can be a commentary on the news of today, certainly. But I don't need to go too far that direction or too far against that direction. It could just be what it is. So when. They they report on the story of uh, the battle of uh, or what the the mining incident at Jeddah. Oh yeah, and how that was perceived, and how a lot of people in the galaxy, you know, don't know who Darth Vader is. They don't. The Emperor to them is this guy. They kind of see on holovids. Yeah, he locked himself away, and he looks perfectly fine because he's doctored the holovids. And it also could be a battle of you know state controlled media. Yeah. Government-controlled media. Then maybe Alton Castle. Maybe you could have that character.
2: Yeah, maybe one of them is a rebel trying to get yeah. out secret messages. There you go. Yeah, there you like go. Like this, and all just the kind of wacky banter that one would expect, right? Right.
4: Oh, the crazy wacky banter. Yeah, crazy a, wacky uh, banter. Sexy Twilight weather girl. <laughs> um, Alton Castle's kind of the field reporter, and you have some kind of old, uh, um, you know, uh, Jan Dodonna-like
2: news guy. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. And then, you you know, you got to have the outtakes. So you, yes. you have something where, uh, you know, they're trying to say one thing, but then they accidentally slip yeah. and say something perverse about the, the Twi'lek's Leku. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah just a
2: good half hour.
4: Uh, well, you could do it if it's online, do 15 minutes. It's just kind of an interesting take on the news of the galaxy as told through the people trying to cover the news. I love that. Good morning, Coruscant.
2: Good morning, Coruscant. Yeah. I would watch that shit. (laughs) That's my number five. You're number four. My number four is called From Birth to Beheading, The Count Dooku Story. Love it. And now this is, for the most part, a first-person narrative. So it's released as a book, Mm. Uh, like an actual, chunky, good Del Rey book. You've wanted that Dooku novel for a while. Mm. wanted that Dooku novel uh, for a while, but the the Chewie and the Porgs kind of take on things inspired me to make it a little bit different. Got it. And I think that Count Dooku is this erudite. He's Mm. a count. Yeah. He's rich. Right? So I think that he thinks he is so important that he has been writing about his own life. This is his memoir. Oh, wow. It runs just about up to, you know, he's Master's it. Plan is coming together. I, I have pretended to kidnap this him. This is Cash by Johnny Cash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, yeah. yes. Uh, so it would be titled After the Fact by somebody else yeah, from birth yeah, to yeah. beheading. So it would be everything. It would be his Padawan days with Yoda, their early adventures. He becomes a Jedi. He raises Qui-Gon Jin. basically. right? Uh, Qui-Gon's taken on this other kid, Obi-Wan, that he hears is good, but he has become to Satisfied with the Jedi, and we get the whole, his, what are clearly to us like damaged political ravings. Yeah. Is he becomes Sith, starts the Separatists, kind of believes in the Separatists. Yeah kind of the godfather of the rebellion in a weird way yeah, not, so it's touched there but he's still bad yeah yeah and then as it gets closer and closer as the clone war plans are all coming together we read just we the audience know his hubris and foolishness right. because he does not realize that he's just an in-between sith
4: pawn, yeah he's
2: a pawn yeah he's a pawn and then somebody else Transition a close friend sith, yeah has to like have the really sad right you know end notes of And here's how the story of Dooku ended. (laughs) We've got the real information. And he ended getting his head scissor cut off by two lightsabers. two lightsabers. Um, Very, very messy end. I love it. I mean, we're both, we love Dooku as a character. Uh, Yeah. There's a lot to him uh,
4: being, uh, uh, you know, trained by Yoda. There's a lot. So there's there's a lot of that, a lot of insight to uh, that. And and how the Jedi were trained over a few generations ago. Yeah. I wonder if it's changed. Um, and the fall, the fall of a good man. I believe Dooku, deep deep down, at one point, if not for for most of his life, was was good. Oh yeah. You don't become a Jedi uh, if they, they wouldn't let that happen if you're too evil. No no no. Start. And I, I don't know if he was. I think he was corrupted by the ways of the Sith later. But it's, uh, at one point, was a. a uh, maybe a conscientious objector to what was going on. Absolutely. So it's an intriguing point of view.
2: Yeah, yeah. He didn't like the way the Jedi were going, and there are plenty of people who didn't like the way the Jedi are going, but then he fell to the Sith. How did that happen? Yeah. Does Palpatine basically just sidle up to him at a bar and like, <laughs> by the way.
4: Oh, their meeting and how that came about oh, yeah, fascinating. It was potentially fascinating.
2: Juicy, juicy stuff. Yeah. So I really want to see, from birth to beheading, the Count Dooku story. That is my number four.
4: Number four. My number four is Salacious B. Crumb, <laughs> a view from the throne, <laughs> with the sweeping of the old EU out of the canon books and out of the, the you know, into legends, uh, time and time again, I hear people bemoan the loss of the book Tales from Jabba's Palace. Right. Um, now, I'll say, full, I didn't read it. Never did. Never read I, it myself. I, I pulled out of the EU reading. Uh, uh, I didn't, I just, it just, as I've said before, too much for me. You got but, a little burned and you pulled up. A little burned. Pulled, pulled, pulled up. But I like the idea of it much like we are obsessed with Maz Kanata's Castle or the Masasi Cantina, Kanto Bike Casino, we're assuming that we're going to be obsessed with it. Uh, Jabba's palace is the king of cool locations yeah. with many stories. Yeah. So I think in new canon, we do need a, a new retelling. And what better host for the story than Salacious B. Crumb? And he does not have to speak at all. That, okay. little, that little space monkey that he is. He just watches it all, goes around, lurks around, and is a casual observer to all the new stories from Jabba's palace that we need to hear. Is this a book? It's it's a it's a it's a graphic novel. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it could be released. You could do it as a comic series, but Star Wars doesn't have any, you know, the trade paperbacks aren't what I'm, I'm thinking of. I'm talking about an actual graphic novel. Okay, a big, chunky
2: thing. Yeah. yeah.
4: View from the Throne, it can start, simple, it can end, and then it can end. Ooh. It can end with um, a uh, a Jedi. Arriving, Mm. and Salacious first gets a new friend that he's quite obsessed with in a steel bikini. (laughs) Um, There's a new translator, droid He's been having fun uh, teasing, yeah. Uh, And then it ends with uh, a a guy in a robe showing up, okay, to talk to the exalted Jabba the Hut. So it, it gets us up to Jedi, of course. But before that, there's so many things. Yeah. Uh Malachili shows up, oh, promises yeah. to train a Rancor. Oh yeah. Boba Fett arrives with yeah. Han Solo. All that stuff. Lando's interview. Yeah, Lando's interview for a job. <laughs> <I> lo- <laughs> um, Cy Snoodles shows up. Um and whatever that weird, horrible creature that sang with her again, I, the name of Fortunately Forgotten. Um Max Rebo, all yeah. that all that stuff. Ula. Gula the dancing girl? Yeah. Her her first night on the job. All of it can be told and and through the eyes of Salacious, who's just observing.
2: I love this because if it's literally drawn from Salacious's perspective, we're going to see so many knees and nostrils because... He looks at the knees and looks up at the nostrils. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful graphic presentation. Yeah, uh, I would love it if it was revealed in the last page that our, our beloved Kowakian mm-hmm. monkey lizard did indeed survive Cook's okay. devastation. That would sell it for me all the way. A little, little epilogue, huh? Yeah, he rides, He's basically surfs yes. a sh- bit of shrapnel like away a, from the explosion. Like a wives' tale, urban myth. <laughs> exactly. <you know?
4: laughs> <laughs> that monkey wrote it. In. So anyway, Salacious Crumb, A View from the Throne, a graphic novel.
2: That is amazing and killer. Uh, this one is a movie idea, a movie that will okay. never, ever be made. Love it. But I want it. It's called Dengar and Embo's Bad Day. Love it. <laughs> this is basically a buddy cop kind of, they're not actual cops, but it's got that vibe. Right. It is a Star Wars comedy like Star Wars made love with the movie Blues Brothers. Perfect. And made a movie. Uh, oh, Dengar. Because, yeah. you know, it's these two guys. So like, Dengar, hard luck, loudmouth, lout, mm. idiot, and Embo, who's just like the cool, got everything together, great comedy duo, because they're both kind of competent, but Dengar is an idiot who's going to yeah. keep getting them in trouble by shooting his mouth off. It's going to have that great Star Wars vibe of out of the fire into the frying pan, Mm -hmm. where by the end of it, just like in the Blues Brothers, they have the entire outer rim on their asses because they are in so much trouble. They've been trying to just complete one really dumb job that should have been so easy. But Dengar screwed up this way, he screwed up that way, and Embo is just, oh, he keeps having to sigh. Yeah. He shakes his big head, and you get to see his big hat shake around while he's just <laughs> disgusted with all the trouble Dengar's getting him in. I mean, we love Dengar here at Forsetter. You love Embo. Embo's great. Yeah.
4: This is potential. This is good, right? You
2: see it as a standalone anthology film. Absolutely, because it's got the right mix of comedy, because there is, right. it's, it's loaded with action. So this
4: would be the first
2: direct attempt from Star Wars to go... A buddy cop comedy it's a yeah it's a buddy comedy with lots of action lots of trouble there's i don't think there's any romance no 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 should maybe maybe aura Singh shows up or something yeah i think dengar maybe uh, yeah. tries to ask her out yeah. and he gets a, a big handful of uh, a big face slap of long fingers for that right. right yeah but i think it's just they get into one jam after the next it's dengar and embo's bad day I like it. I like it. Do you have a casting for Dengar? Oh, a casting for Dengar. Oh yeah. no! Uh, <laughs> I was going to say C. Buscemi. No, I mean if he can <laughs> He's pull not off that, that Cockney I'm accent. I'm trying yeah. to think of the right like, yeah. body type. Um. Um. Oh, uh, 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 Paul Giamatti. Okay. Paul yeah. Giamatti. Yeah. I can see that. I think it's yeah. Paul
4: Giamatti as
2: Dengar. Yeah, he can handle the comedy. Yeah. And uh, Andy Circus is Embo, because it's going to be motion capture. Motion capture. So yeah, do, and no one else well. in the world can do motion capture.
4: No, no, absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, not even, uh, what's the Tony, Tony Cabell, Toby Cabell? Toby Kebbell. Toby Kebbell? No, yeah, from Apes now. Okay. Yeah, I like this. You could go picture. All right. All right. That's fun. I'm so excited. We love Bounty Apes.
2: Hunters. It works. Yeah. That that could be the Bounty Hunter movie that we're getting. Yeah. Well, oh, that, and that's another that's the <laughs> alternate title is uh, Bounty Brothers. Bounty But nope, that's that title. <laughs> to me, that's not that. But I like Bounty Brothers. I like that. Den Embo's Bad Day. That's your well, number, number three.
4: 3. All right. My number 3 is a book called my dinner with yoda oh now obviously a play of uh, off of my dinner with andre which is a film uh, film at least no most known as a film is, is yeah. there source material on that i, I don't know no I, I can't remember um but uh and you can get the your your uh, my dinner with andre action figures uh from waiting for
2: Guffman. <laughs> um
4: so my dinner with yoda sounds funny it is funny but here's the thing we want Obi Wan in the desert. Those yeah. nineteen years that Obi Wan was lost on Tatooine. But look, Yoda, Yoda is important too. We know that. We don't want a Yoda origin story movie. We've talked mm-hmm. about this. But there's something intriguing in was it uh, was it heir to the Empire. I think it was, where Luke goes back to Dagobah. Yeah. It's been such a long time. Yeah, I mean It's too.
2: one of those early books. That sounds familiar.
4: Goes back to Dagobah, and you're, it's kind of revealed, because I remember having this conversation with my friends, that that cave on Dagobah. Yes, yes, yes. Yoda fought a dark Jedi. Yeah. and and defeated him and that might be what's going on
2: that's why it's uh, seeped in dark side energy yeah
4: seeped in dark side so that's intriguing to me something happened on this wayward planet also we see Yoda in the final seasons of uh, the final season Clone Wars goes on some weird trippy Burning Man stuff (laughs) Uh, learns a lot and learns this communication ability to speak teaches it to Qui-Gon all those kind of things teaches it to Obi-Wan it's going and going it's going they're like the first Jedi Qui-Gon was the first to really do this right? so I think I think what ends up happening is Yoda spends time communing with Qui-Gon and some of the other Jedi who don't survive Order 66. Ah. I think you could have a Plo Koon, you could have a Mace Windu, Ah. and it is more of a philosophy book about how the jedi went wrong, how they got to this point, what's the future? What would they do? It is it is a it's a it's 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 a, it almost could be a stage play. Okay, yeah, I like this. But I don't think Star Wars is going to have any stage plays for a long for long <laughs> time yet. So fire me. It could get and this is how you could also officially establish a lot of the jedi history. Oh yeah. You could have spirits from beyond uh, the, the generations. Yoda could talk about it. Yoda could talk about how some of the men he trained and how he felt how he felt responsible for Dooku. Oh yeah, and the, this and then a lot of wonder about the New Hope. Mm,
2: who is the New? Who hope? is the New Hope? Yeah, and, who is the Chosen One? What did the prophecy mean? Right. You could, there could be a debate, a Force Ghost debate. Yeah, we should have talked about this when we we're all alive.
4: Qui Gon could be like, "It's definitely the kid." Mace is like, "I told you." It wasn't the kid. <laughs> now Sam Jackson will be like, "No, Mace's Force Ghost couldn't be there because he's not dead, but um, that'll be there." So, anyways, that's what I'm pitching. Okay, it is definitely a Star Wars think piece book. This is uh, it's it's almost like it's Star Wars philosophy.
2: I like this because this is for hardcore people because it right. doesn't sound like much happens. Yes, so this is talking. This is almost an anti book where there isn't a plot. Right, this is discussion, which I. I'm all in for. Right. got one question, though.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It's called My Dinner with Yoda. Mm-hmm. Where does the dinner really come into it? The dinner comes in because
4: every night after his little adventures around Dagobah, um, Yoda retires to his hut and cooks some snake soup. <laughs> <laughs> and while he's sitting there having the s- soup in that little cave, he's just slurping away. <laughs>
2: the force goes appear my dinner with yoda it's part of the ritual that they they only show up when he's slurping snake soup that's why he didn't go crazy out there (laughs) because he had plenty of people to talk to about philosophy yeah that is beautiful right i love that one yeah and that is your number three right that is my number three all right well my number two is also a little bit of a canon patch Mm -hmm. it is called r2d2 colon how i met your mother right and now this is the story. It's a little bit like my dinner with Yoda, where not a lot actually happens. Right. This is where this happens sometimes between between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, where R two beeps something, and the dime finally truly drops for Luke. Of like, mm. you know a lot, right. and you've always known, and you didn't tell me. Right. And R2 can maybe beep like, well, maybe you could have learned to understand my beeps and boops like your father did. Right. Instead of always having to read off a screen, you yeah. jerk. Yeah. But still, Luke gets Leia and they yeah. sit down on a space couch. Oh, I like it. both. And of them. R2's finally like, all right, uh, I'm feisty. I keep things to myself for my own reasons. But I suppose there's no harm in telling you now. I actually started out as a droid that was uh, in, in service of your mom. Mm-hmm. I know neither of you have met your mother, and you probably want to know some stuff. And Leia's like, I met her. <laughs> I, I have just, a memory of her, right? She's and I like, no, like, no, you have not. No, no, you, you were even born second, so it's not yeah. even that. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and it's, it's then it's, it's an Ibsen drama. Yeah. Maybe it's stage two, because this is much more about Luke and Leia dealing with the realities of all of the truths of their parents. Yeah. And why did this droid not tell us? Yeah. So it would be about this little, family being shattered joke. and coming <laughs> back together. Because yeah. Luke would have to come back around to like, how can I ever trust Ardu again when he did not tell me any of this?
4: It's so funny because uh and up, you you and I come up with our ideas separate and then I I might email you or you might email yeah. me and say, Hey, where's we're working on, we don't necessarily want repeats. I I was so close I was like How do I crack An R2 on Naboo story Oh nice Where to the maker Uh, I was like How I don't have it But you got it (laughs) You cracked that story With a dumb title R2 How I met (laughs) your mother Love it Love it. No, that, that could totally work. I totally see that in R2.
2: r 2's uh, he's, he's, he's seen it all. He yeah, we get some all. droid perspective. Why did he hold back? Yeah. You know, instead of just making fun of him for holding back, we get some perspective. I don't know what it is yet. We'd have yeah. to tell the story to decide, but why? Yeah. Why did he keep it to himself? I like that. I like that. That's right. my number two. Your number two.
4: All right, my number two. A little tricky one.
2: Oh. It's not
4: 100% mine. All right, it's called Attachment is Forebed. Ooh. And this is the story. Of a younger Obi Wan out and about in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you love Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. I love Obi Wan. It involves his relationship with uh, Qui Gon as a master oh, and a nice. Padawan. It touches on that, and it absolutely touches eventually on Duchess Satine. All right, mm-hmm. this is a story I've been told could happen <gasps> in book form. Oh, so this, this could this Say this could be a comic series. Oh. Um, it could work as a comic series, too, now that I think about it, even more than a book. But a book would be good, too, because you yeah. want to really get into Obi-Wan's head.
2: Yeah. We
4: know he fell in love with Duchess Satine. Yes, we do. We believe that that somehow, while, why Ray might end up being related to Obi-Wan. Yeah. I don't know. Could uh, be. That theory, a little wild. but It takes some work. Without a doubt. It does take some work. Without a doubt, he loves Satine. And when she dies in his arms, at the hands of Darth Maul, stuff—it's sad. It's tragic. Yeah. And it, for the first time ever, you and I love Obi Wan, but he—Obi Wan—is—is is, he's a bit of a scoundrel at times. He likes to lie, and you know we talked about that. But he's a good guy, and and almost like a goody touches Almost like, what's wrong with the Jedi Order? I love being a Jedi. Why, yeah. What's these gray Jedi about? <laughs> no, this is good. Anakin, you were the chosen one, but this is the only time in, in Obi Wan's life where I think he was close to maybe leaving the order,
2: yeah. questioning the order. He he kind of just straight up says that in the Clone Wars, right? Yeah. That he would have left the order for Satine. Yeah, <sighs> that's big for Obi Wan. Yeah,
4: and if it caused any strain on Qui Gon, on on. You know, because there's kind of this you know, responsibility. If you're his Padawan, even after, you, you you take him under your wing still. It might mean something. If Obi-Wan leaves, Qui-Gon, your guy left. What's going on? And then just to get into this relationship between Obi-Wan and Satine. Yeah. And uh, I think this is a story that could happen. You fans, if you want to hear it, you got to use that hashtag Obi-Wan and Satine to make this happen.
2: Okay. Yeah. Demand it. Demand it. Yeah. Attachment is forbidden. Oh, I like this a lot because, yeah, the little bit in, in Clone Wars suggests that mm-hmm. Obi Wan got himself to a place where he's ready to leave, and then Satine yeah. didn't ask him to stay. Right. And that's some really great, just like, we could learn a lot about relationships. Tragic This could love be a story. PSA, really, yeah. <laughs> of like, communicate clearly, say what you need, kids, or you could yeah. end up like Obi Wan and Satine. Yeah, tragic love story. Oh, tragic Some love story. Depth. And again,
4: goes into this depth on the Jedi Order, too.
2: Yeah, hashtag Obi-Wan uh, into a teen, for sure.
4: Now, that is my number two, as often like I uh, like to do on this show. I'll flip it around, and I'll go with my number one first, so my guest will close out the show. Uh, my number one, all right. This is, I think, a Force Center joint idea i think we've talked about this okay i mentioned it for sure at one of the panels at star wars celebration oh wonderful for collider i think of the collider jedi council panel panel um and so it got some little traction uh, alex and star wars explained tweeted it out and Uh like, oh this is a good idea didn't think and it comes from a tiny entry in lor san data databank oh nice which is after the events of Return of the Jedi, at some point, Luke Skywalker and Lor Santeca met up, and they kind of went around collecting Jedi relics. I want This is the official. We're putting <laughs> on the Force Center map that Lo, Luke and Lor Santeca's great trip around the galaxy, that story needs to be told, I think still best, in an animated program. Absolutely. Voiced by Mark Hamill. Find an older gentleman. I don't think Max Van Sydow is going to do voice work at this point. Probably not. Um, you get that together. Give me a couple seasons that can't be too long. And, you know, like British shows, I love that the BBC will just, we're giving you three series, you know. Yeah, keep it tight. Keep it tight. Um, and that's why I actually go into I love that Filoni's pulling the plug on Rebels now. Oh, like, it's great. Let's tell this story yeah. and get out of it. Um, and so I think this could be something that's after. And with this, this Luke post Jedi pre Force Awakens, we know is a weird area yeah. that not a lot has been touched on on purpose. That's going to unravel. The story will come out before us. We got this. Ger- this Legends of Luke Skywalker book coming out, but this is mentioned. This is in databank. Laura yeah. Santeca. That's why he's a friend of the family. Second episode of databank brawl.
2: Yeah, is Laura Santeca right versus tasu Leach. Yeah, oh, great one. Yeah. Um, so. I I really, I think this. I think this should happen. Yeah, this is so great. I got so many ideas. You know, I think you know the first episode is Luke uh, doing something uh, using the Force and and having to do conflict, uh, being violent in a way that maybe he's uncomfortable with. And then this Laura Santeca guy shows up. He's like, "Hey, I actually know a lot about the Force." And like Luke is like, "Who are you? (laughs) What? There's a Church of the Force? An adventurer? What? Yeah. And there's what? There's a what? Where? And you could have this great."
4: Philosophical conversations about the forces of power. No midi needed, but you could address that too. Yeah, uh, where maybe Lord Tekka can be the one to be like, "Well, you you know that midi chlorians have to have something to do with Luke's." Like, what is that? <laughs> ben didn't tell me about those. Ben Obi- and Yoda me never those. mentioned that. Yeah, um, and you could get into that, and then and, and just the pursuit of. These relics could turn into a Tomb
2: Raider, uh, Indiana Jones type of adventure. Yeah, you meet all the cultures that have grown up around them, how they yeah. use them. If the things like kyber crystals were like, they're valuable. Luke right. can't, Luke's being a raider. He's taking yeah. them. You know, you can't take some of this stuff because it's a part of people's cultures. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No. Oh, God.
4: And it could, like, it could answer the question of, if it's not answered in Last Jedi at all, it could answer the question of uh, what did Luke want, want with that force tree? At the yeah. end of the Shattered Empire comic. Yeah. He wanted to keep it for himself. Wanted to keep it maybe for for a greater purpose that so we don't know. Give the other one to Cherubay, but... Uh Poe Dameron's mom. Yeah. But yeah, I could answer
2: that. I like so, that.
4: Luke and Laura Santeca's great trip around the galaxy.
2: That, that is beautiful. And I, I'll put out there, I think Laura Santeca should be voiced by my friend James Urbaniak, uh, who is Perfect. a Doctor Venture on the Venture Brothers. So I think Love he could nail that Max von Saito. Love it. He's doing a voice on the uh, Freemaker Adventures right now. So he's, oh, in he's in the family. He's in the family. He's in the family. He's ready to go.
4: That's my number one. And that is my five. You're going to close out with your number
2: one. That's right. And your number one is a great, solid, not silly at all, actually should be the next animated series as mm. we've discussed. I went silly for my number one. Perfect. In honor of Chewie and the Porgs. I wanted a straight up uh, a title that was very much like that. This is a picture book called Palpatine and the Dignitaries absolutely the cover art is very similar to chewing the Borgs. absolutely (laughs) walking along and a bunch of those purple-headed (laughs) dignitaries guys are following along this is a product that they haven't put out yet this is a picture book that is explicitly for adults it says like 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 an adult coloring book but yeah okay yeah but it's a picture book gotcha it's only got like you know 18 pages or whatever and there's only a little bit of text on each page love it but it's for adults Because on board, here's the thing is this is actually a piece of canon that we haven't covered too much. We know that the dignitaries are basically Sith groupies. Yeah. They know that Palpatine is a Sith. Yeah. They are fascinated in the dark, unnatural ways of the dark side. And so this would be, it would start like the first page would be like Emperor Palpatine, Darth Sidious, has some friends called dignitaries. Right. They want to do unnatural things like... Turn the page, and it is their weird conversations, their weird experiments, they're right. kidnapping sentient beings, they're torturing people, they're trying to open portals to other realities, they're doing horrible, unnatural things oh. for 18 beautifully illustrated pages. <laughs> they're trying to kiss Palpatine's ass and yeah. become the number one dignitary. Yeah, it is Palpatine and the dignitaries. You, you got all the gr- classic dignitaries there Grigatus, yeah, Janus, Simalu. Janus, Sim-Alu uh loop tashu. loop tashu yeah all of them all of them it. are there some made up ones where does Doop, this Bebop is there <laughs> where does this end
4: is the last frame them boarding a shuttle to go to the death star the second death star
2: yeah yeah it is okay. them uh them all all sitting down and looking out the the window together mm-hmm. and having a one last talk about the power of that, the dark side. I mean, that one makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's a good
4: way because I think if we had a whole book, full on book, a uh, fiction book, if a comic series, eh, a, a picture book. Yeah. So, new approach.
2: Yeah, a little picture book about yeah. the cult of the dark side, really. Love it. Palpatine and the Dignitaries. Guys, that's our stories. Those are the <laughs> top
4: 10 Star Wars stories that we feel we know. We all need to hear. Absolutely. So, if you have some plot you want to add to our stories, you want to comment on them, you want to pitch your own. Or you want to, you know, continue getting some of these ideas out there into the world. Use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked. Uh, use that hashtag Obi Wan and Satine. Guys, these are the Star Wars stories you want to hear. Joseph, thank you as always for bringing
2: your expertise and your humor to this list. Oh, I am so happy to rank these stories, and I truly want to hear them all. But mostly, the the Luke animated series. Absolutely. Now you can follow me at Ken Napsack. You can follow Joseph at Joseph Scrimshaw.
4: You got some stuff coming up.
2: Yeah, yeah. You can follow uh, uh, the. You can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for all of my various comedy adventures. I'll be at DragonCon soon, and like Ken said, all the social media is at Joseph Scrimshaw.
4: Absolutely. So uh, that is it for me. You can follow us at Force Center Pod. Make sure you like that Facebook page. We're trying to get our reviews up on iTunes to 225, and that will get you a special bank brawl episode with Big stars. Wars characters. If you uh, want to, go over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts as it is now, and rate and review. We are also on Stitcher. We don't say that much, but we're there. And Patreon, you can support us there. You get a, a special show each month called Finish the Fan Fiction. And and absolutely have, uh, take part in polls and thought-starting conversa- conversations to help us decide what to talk about here. And also Tee Public, man. Don't forget we got some Force Center merch that's out there. It's cool. You get a hashtag prequel shirt. You can get a Force Center logo shirt. There's a lot of stuff. You can also get them in different cups and mouse pads and stickers. It's fun stuff with conventions still coming up. We'd love to have you guys represent us out and about, and it's fun to see your pictures of Force Center merch out in the real world. So for Joseph, for the Porgs, for the Dignitaries, for it all, that is it for this week. Star Wars has been ranked.